Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press Play Lifestyle Inspired Podcast, where we do interviews with interesting and inspiring individuals like our new friend, William, to help all of you find the resources, tools, and support that you need to be your best inspired selves. How are you doing today, William? I'm doing great, Jackie, and thank you for having me on your show. This is a wonderful opportunity to, uh, to connect to you and, and to your, your, your audience as well. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's so nice to meet you as well. I, I was looking, so I always stalk my audience or uh, my guests. And then I always think maybe I shouldn't use that word because it scares people nowadays, but <laughs> researched, I researched a bit and um, I really, really enjoyed your website. I feel like there's so, it's a, a very, it's very energetic. It's a very energetic place to be even as like a landing place to get to you. So I was wondering if you could just take a moment to just kind of introduce yourself to our audience and just tell them a little bit about you and what you do. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. My name is William Michael Forbes. I'm a spiritual medium, a channel, and an intuitive life coach. And, and for me, I'm at a place in my life where I talk to guides and angels and divine beings and non-multidimensional beings. It's, it's been a whole new world for me these last two years. But, but it was a long haul from yet. I had a very difficult childhood, went through you know, addiction and alcoholism and a lot of problems along the way, but they gave me an opportunity to suddenly run into the contrast that this whole other side to our lives besides pain and suffering, and that we are actually able to, to change that. And when I began to realize that, that um, we could change how I, I, we, I could change how I feel, I, I wanted to share that with everybody, that you don't have to be suffering in pain and sadness and guilt and shame. It's not who you are. You know, and that was a big wake up call for me and that moved me into what I called conventional coaching, where I always seem to know the right thing to say and always seem to know the right thing to do. And, uh, and I thought I was really smart and intelligent until a couple of years ago when, when uh, my, my partner's uh, mother who had passed away seven days before suddenly started speaking to me. And the first time I actually heard um, consciously uh, someone who had left the body talking directly to me. And, and that all of a sudden opened up to all these other beings. Like I've had Jesus and Buddha coming, all the beings, my guardian angel, John, it, it's just been amazing showing me and teaching me and guiding me to share their messages of love and freedom and inspiration and creativity to people so that we can be liberated from our past and, and live the divine presence of who we are now. And that's what I do now. I, I channel divine messages to people and for them from their guides and angels and we help them to get connected to them because they're with us all the time. You know, yeah, you're never alone. You're, you're never alone. We're never alone. That's a big thing for me. But yeah, that's, that's, um, that's pretty much a, a short, short version of it. That was a very short version of it. Um, I did, I, two questions came up for me and I wasn't really sure which one to jump on first, but maybe the first one is, that sounds so scary. Like to kind of be a very conventional person, we all, like if we're in coaching, we, we understand a, like different levels of things, but to all of a sudden maybe hearing a disembodied voice how does one know that that's what's happening or not like think maybe they've gone over the deep end? Well, I knew because we were actually driving through the mountains in uh, Grossmore National Park in Newfoundland. And I literally smelled the smell of perfume and I'm smelling the smell of perfume. I said, I'm, I'm smelling this smell of perfume. And then I heard a voice say, I am the mother. And, and then I started feeling the shaking energy in my body. And I said, there's somebody here saying they're the mother. And uh, now they're telling me I have to pull over, uh, that I can't drive and listen. 
So we pulled over and my wife was smart enough to pull out her phone and she recorded this conversation of her mother coming through and explaining her a series of events that had been embroiled in their family system for four years and why it happened. And, and, and what was really funny is during that, that process, uh, her mother had said through me that there would be two events in the next 24 hours that would allow her to know that it was her mother. And, and it was really fascinating because about eight hours later, it's, it's uh, getting to dusk and we're, we're driving along and all of a sudden, all these frogs literally start jumping out on the road in front of us. And I slow down because I don't want to hurt the frogs. Yeah. And uh, she goes, oh, my God, my mother, when we would go to our farm, the frogs would jump on the road and she would stop the car and get out and we'd remove the frogs off the road before she'd drive. And, uh, and she was in tears because now she realized that the, the very first verification had come. And we drove for about another uh, half hour after we got past the frogs and we pulled up to this place to, to tent for the night. And out of nowhere comes this big orange marmalade cat. And it walks up to Norma, totally ignores me, jumps up on her and starts rubbing itself again. And Norma goes, oh my God, this looks like my mother's cat. And she, I forget the name she said, but this is my mother's cat, Nor uh, Ralph or something. And, and it's exactly the same cat we had. And it rubbed against her. And as she acknowledged that, the cat suddenly jumped down and ran. It was gone. And, and uh, that opened it up. And we were both stunned and amazed. I mean, we were talking about it for days. Then nothing happened until we got back uh, to Toronto. And, and from then, all of a sudden, I had Master Jesus come to me saying, you're going to be teaching the people. Uh, and, and then I had my guardian angel on, and I had these uh, Buddha coming to me, and all these beings coming, we are here to help you. You are here to remind everybody that we are here with everyone. No one is alone. It is time to raise the light and restore the godship to all i didn't know the meaning of those words but i begin to understand them as as everybody starts to tap into you get guidance that's available so it's been a mind-blowing tour so we ended up being guided to create courses and classes where people learn how to actually connect to the guides and angels even past loved ones that are with us all the time and that's been really exciting for us to watch people opening up to their guides and angels. We're not alone ever. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I had um, this really wonderful in unexpected interview. I have a lot of those with um, a very young man that was a medium. And he said, you have, you have an angel that just sits up behind you, Jackie. And I was like, I have a what? Like that was like that first like intro of someone kind of telling me, he's like, you're doing the right thing. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing the right thing. And I thought, oh, but he was a very, very young man, like 23, maybe 24. Wow. And he said, uh, do you feel the awakening? And I was like, these are words that I don't use. I, you know, I use bit and bite and technology. And, and he's like, um, he's like, many of us are feeling it. He's like, hopefully there's, there's more awakening coming where we'll be more connected to you know the earth to what is to you know divinity and he's like it'll be good i was like okay i believe you I was, <laughs> but it was just this really interesting sort of there's like this new energy i think maybe yeah. in the last for me it's been the last four or five years i've seen more people kind of being able to openly talk about it like i think before yeah. now people were careful I have a question for you. This is one, uh, my, a friend of ours used to own a company 
he was a Puerto Rican gentleman who was very strongly based Catholic. And he asked this question. He said, was Jesus a homeless man? Eh, what, what do you think the answer is? I'll tell you well, my immediate, immediate answer. I get uh, uh, life. He, 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 immediate answer that comes from Master Jesus. Life is my home. So my 10-year-old son, I asked him, my 10-year-old, he's smarter than me, obviously. And he said, oh, he said, well, maybe the way we see being homeless in that he didn't own a house. He's like, but he was always home. And I was like, oh my God, I started to cry. I was like, that is just so profound. But he's like, you're home if you, if you believe or if you feel love or you are love, you're always home. Yeah. And that dwelling doesn't matter. And I was like, holy crud, that 10-year-old is something special, right? Wow. Fine. What a blessing. Like him. <laughs> so, so blessed to have that type of awareness in, in yeah. the children today. And they are. the Master Jesus and Buddha. They all say the same thing. We are in this process of what, what they call ascension, which is an upliftment of human collective unconsciousness from being just these bodies and minds and confined to these bodies and minds as, as a separate self to this awareness that we all divinely interconnected, that we affect and interact with everything at all times. And that this time the knowledge and the wisdom and the information is available to everyone to liberate themselves from, from their past, right? Yeah. So um, I have a, in the current times, I hate that we say it that way. So right now we're living in the, in the middle of um, quarantine as there is a virus that's out there that many of us, I think we all know of. And so a lot of what I'm hearing is people sort of quoting like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs that says, you know, in the beginning, we're all worried about safety, security, left brain, right? Not dying. And you sort of ascend. And the top level of that is the self-actualization or recognition of the consciousness or the, of all. But that due to the virus, people have regressed to a back to a very safety place. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like right, with those two competing theories right now where there was this big awakening that was sort of shaking up things. And now we have sort of this leveling that's like, wait a minute, right now we have to worry about eating. Do you have this any a, thoughts on it? Yeah, this is a great question. And the, the information that I was given uh, by my guardian angel John, is that this whole isolation, this whole COVID-19 thing is not as bad as what people have been led to think it is. It's actually a great opportunity for humanity as a whole to go disconnect from the external distractions, mm -hmm. to reconnect to our internal knowing, our internal connection with the life force that we are here to individually express from within, to break those ties so that we're liberated from the world, and then we can bring to the world what each of us has naturally to offer it as our creative expression. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, I mean, if I were to make, I don't have the same kind of um, religious background as you do, but I was equating it sort of to like the 40 days that Jesus was in the desert where he was sort of forced into this isolation and in it allowed a different awakening would be what I took from that. Like the way that I could understand it is it kind of that. That's thought? a great, that's a great correlation because people have the opportunity now to learn to meditate, to quiet their minds, to eat better food, to not be socially distracted, to be, be, a, be re the resurrection of the self, you know, the divine resurrection of who you really are. 
Uh, so yeah, that's a really great analogy. The 40 days and 40 nights is kind of like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's surprising. And I, I know a lot of people are very like, they're struggling with the kind of being home. Um, I'm really not. I'm like, my kids are here and I and like, it's different having to homeschool four kiddos. We have a special kiddo. So she's got a little bit more support she needs. But like my best friend, my husband, my best friend is with me. My children are with me. My wow. pets are with me. I'm like, I, I don't want anyone to be ill, right? That part I don't like, but right. like given no choice, but to enjoy the, what I have. It's yes. kind of nice. Like it's yeah. simpler. It's simpler at least. Yeah. 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 Again, it's about so many people. I mean, you look at the medical system, how it's stressed, the, 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 the mental health system is horribly, mm. it's because we're so disconnected from self. They tell me all the time, people need to come back within to learn to master the house. And Jesus yeah. says to me, that this is the divine temple of the living God. And that as you come to the place where you begin to uh, assert mastery over it, make it your servant, not your master. Uh, you come to to being that which you are, and and it's a it's a real important theme from from my perspective personally, that I yeah I like I get to I I just sit in love all the time now, I just sit in love as much as I can. I go down the street, I go out the ground, I send out love because it's a vibration that we can generate, just as fear is a vibration we can create. And yeah, what greater opportunity for all of us than to have the the opportunity to be with our minds, be with our emotions, and to learn to rework them so they work for us instead of against us. Have, have you ever heard of Ho'oponopono? Yes, I have. So I, 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 yeah, what was that phrase? There's a phrase from that. that um, it's, I love you, I'm sorry, uh, please, please forgive, forgive me, me. Yeah. thank you, and then yeah. um, I forgive myself is the fifth, which you only find out if you go into like the fifth level of Ho'oponopono practitioner training. And I recently fell on that, that, that series of trainings, which again, it wouldn't seem like something that I'd fall into, but the um, master Lin, who's now retired, he, he lives in love and he's a, a Hawaiian man. And so he, that was what he literally almost the exact words you said, his, his, he hears other entities. Right. And so he said, he was able to actually cure a whole, not cure. He wouldn't say it that way. I don't have a better word. Transform the energy? Of, yeah, of a whole bunch of um, mental health, uh, people in a mental health facility. And he said, literally, they just, no one had loved them so long. Like, even in that ward, the plants wouldn't grow. It, it was just, it was full of earthbound spirits. People stuck. Yeah. All of these people that were alive but unloved and just wandering because they had people had stuff listening to them, and he's it's, like he just walked the hall saying I love you, and yeah, and yeah. then they were like oh, you you hear me? And he was like, mm. yeah, I guess I do. It's it, you know, it, it's funny that he was able to get into that state of being, and be able to communicate that deliberately because life is what we're being. To be able to walk along the streets or communicate. To your neighbor, even if you're not physically present with them, I love you, even if I don't understand you. To to deliberately and intentionally communicate that vibration to anyone anywhere is transformative because you're asserting a frequency of vibration, uh, just like we're using sound waves to communicate. We're imparting an energy, even if it's just a non-visual energy called emotion. I love you is a powerful, powerful energy. I I, I can understand how that would impact people 
around around him like that. Yeah, I saw this um, recently. Um, now everybody's putting memes out, and there's all these. There's lots of data right now flying everywhere, but it was the the heat signature of a body based on emotional states, and it struck me that yeah. the two most resonating or red was love and happiness but happiness is actually bigger and i thought huh that's interesting mm -hmm. um, both were crazy complete right almost the whole body was activated love did not have activated on feet so maybe the feet fetish people or that's a problem but you know the the joy was the entire body but if you looked and knew nothing about energies knew nothing about any of that and you looked at all the like anger like it was a black figure like there's no nothing coming out it's all like inward hate like no. you have nothing going outward except for meanness and it was very it was interesting to me to just sort of like i don't know it i don't get it but to see that gentleman you know dr lynn and the his theory of energy and life and love and then these memes coming up and there's like a lot of things connecting right now of, uh, that are just like be okay in isolation and love yeah. Yeah. but it's not just love out though it's love in yes yes so important it's interesting in our in our in our course we have had a woman who had been in chronic pain for the better part of 20 years mm. and uh, one of the things that, that we were taught is that uh, emotion gets stored in our body whether it's fear or anger, guilt or shame, our body remembers and holds that energy. And the minute you begin to alter or change it, so this, in this case of this woman, we uh, taught her how to begin to love her pain, to extend love to her suffering. Yeah. And as she did this over, over the course of a three-week period, all her chronic pain went away because she was now no longer feeding it with her pain. <laughs> so emotion from, we understand that emotion is a vibration that, that each of us, can choose to create. I can choose to focus on joy. I can choose to focus on a feeling of anger or suffering. And whatever I focus on creates and organizes my body. It organizes my world. And, and uh, for, for this woman, when she said, that I've been, I'm, I have not been pain-free like this. My husband is just in bliss. It, it's amazing. That type of stuff can happen for anybody when you understand yeah. what you were talking about. There was two, there's one woman I interviewed at the very beginning of my podcast series. Her name was Janet Mohapi Banks, and she wrote a book called Happiness, and she's from the UK, and she was literally bedridden, like not, she had, her husband had left her, she had cancer, and she was, her children, she was, her children were being forced to help, help her, young children, and she said, no, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I don't want to feel this way anymore, and obviously it's a book length book, right, but she, she's healed herself and now she's she teaches people how to be happy and then hal elrod which is a doctor um he does the morning miracle series i did mm -hmm. not interview him he's way too famous but his he basically broke his back i believe bad car accident are you and, are you referring to oh you're, you're sure, well, yeah the I, Bruchard is also another one who's gone through some healing but um hal elrod there is it yeah that's his name right the two of them both have gone through some healing yeah, him and Joe Dispen Dr. Joe Dispenza is another one as well, who broke yeah, his back. I didn't know he broke his back, but uh, and I have read some of his books, but I didn't know his backstory. So what's interesting is some of those people are coming from a very Western medicine 
Yeah, isn't that fascinating? Right, where they're like, wow, I broke my back. They're telling me I'm never going to move again. And um, it was the Hal Elrod story where he said literally he, because he was a physician, he visualized every day, like everything reconnecting every day. And he's like, and you still have to do the work. He's like, I still had a lot of physical therapy. I was in the pool every day, all these things. He's like, but now he's writing books about it. He's in the best shape of his life. And so I, people may want to reject that teaching, but it's coming from Eastern, Western, everywhere that emotions, they're kind of like stuck it, stuck. I'm I'm reminded of an Australian man who had been in a wheelchair for 25 years from a spinal injury, got hit by an eight ton truck and he was an upcoming rugby player. And over the course of a year, he worked with a doctor who used the process of mind over matter. And literally the guy's now walking down the beach with his wife unaided. Um, And again, this was a medical doctor interacting with this medical patient and they created this completely different, it's totally turned the medical model uh, upside down as, and same as what you're describing. It's completely transforming our medical system. And uh, we're, gonna, we're in for some really awesome times. I think, if, I think that when we stop saying things like Eastern medicine and Western medicine and like uh, Buddha, or, Buddha or Jesus or, um, you know, believer or non-believer and we just begin to like act, I think we got to get over the independence movement a little like, I know, like, I want to be unique. I want to be independent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm a person, but maybe we, maybe it's the collective that we've lost track of. Uh, you know, Seth Godin is a very well-known marketer. And yesterday, his newsletter he put out, and he said the, it was the me and now versus um, us and them, or us and together, or us and future. Yeah. And the point of it was like, you know, the way to get people right now to participate is by saying they'll lose something personally if they don't right but it used to be that people just did things for the collective because that's how you sustained but we have such abundance that we don't have a dependency on a greater collective and because we don't need the collective we begin to disconnect so much as if we need nothing um, and it's that, that disconnection, right? That, that's causing, um, some of the bad stuff to happen. So yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. And, and, and now we're swinging the other way where we're realizing the collective actually has a, a greater influence on our individual expression than we're consciously aware of. And, yeah. and it becomes very important then to understand, well, what is my, what is my non-separated relationship with, with everyone? And what do I want it to be? What do I need it to be? What do they need? Because we really become our brother's keeper fundamentally. If I, if I think love towards you, I'm influencing you. I think anger towards you, I'm going to influence you. And, and I get to choose which emotion I want to use. And we're, we're, we're watching that collective start to work together. The light worker groups that you're seeing emerging now with, with the ascension process of putting out more love, more truth, more wisdom, more possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a cousin who is a physician's assistant, right? So she's or nurse practitioner. Apparently it's very important that I just think that right. So she's a nurse practitioner and she's in her, you know, she actually just turned 60 and she actually does sweat lodges in the back of her home and is a Reiki, <laughs> Reiki healing master in, and she's Lutheran. She's raised Lutheran. And so people are like, how can you, 
like, don't you have these competing beliefs? And she said, she said, love isn't a competing belief. You, it's if you just deal with the feeling part and not with the science part or, you know, trying to prove in or prove out something. It's all about your experiences becoming your beliefs and knowing that beliefs aren't necessarily facts. They're a strong opinion that you had so much that the subconscious now decided it's a fact. Um, it's very interesting to me that someone so Western medicine um, has come so far over to say, hey, I'll use whatever it takes to help heal and help people. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to. Do, do, what, do what love requires you to do in any moment, right? Yeah. We all have to do that. At some point in time, we come to that awareness. I mean, I spent a lot of my life in here and uh, coming out of that into this contrast of love and realizing that this is what drives life to grow and evolve, be more inclusive, to be more expressive, to be more creative. Uh, certainly fear can do that in, in destructive ways, but love is ultimately the, the most powerful one. So William, what do you do with your, so you've alluded a few times, just high level that you guys, you and, you and your partner have done some courses and you've done some work that way, but what services or what work are you doing that people could come to you and, and say, hey, William, I, I need this or I need, how, how would they work with you or what do you do with them? Well, there's a variety of things we have going on right now. Uh, one of the first and foremost things is I, I do private readings for people so they can actually connect to their guides and their angels and actually feel the presence of them and, and formulate and develop a relationship with them through that reading process. We also have uh, our nine-week course that we offer in the three different segments where we teach people a step-by-step process for learning to quiet their mind body, tap into, tune into their, their guides and angels, and develop a, a very specific scientific methodology for connecting to the awareness of these beings. Um, and thirdly, I run, a, I run a weekly show on YouTube called Supernatural Saturday. Um, and that can be seen on YouTube at um, 11.30 to 12.30, uh, 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. every Saturday um, uh, in Eastern Standard Time. But also for the last week and a half now, we've been doing this series. I was guided by my guides to do this called um, Shortcuts for the Soul. And it's a series, a little short series at 10 a.m. every morning Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel where, where basically they're giving us a little thing every day that anybody can apply to begin to reassume um, uh, authority over their mind, body, and emotions and the conditions in their life. And it's been mind-blowing uh, when you realize that, that life was not meant to be a big struggle. It's just understanding what it is that you have to work with that you already, we all possess what we need. Uh, so those are the predominant things. And anybody can go to my website, you know, williammichaelforbes.com and, and peruse and get an overview of everything else that's going on as well. But those are the fundamental things that I invite people to come out to because it's, again, your guides and your angels are here to lead you to your truth. It's not, it's not they're in charge of you. This is a free will zone. They work with you. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a working with. It's hands working together. It's not, I'm in charge. And it's not none of that nonsense. They're not like that. None of them ever will be. It's a free will zone. Yeah, that's, that, that's it in a nutshell. That's, that's so much. You seem like very, very busy. Everyone else is sort of bored and you're like, no, I got stuff to do. Like, let's get done. It's amazing. Oh, it's a, a blessing but that we all have that available. That's why we are being in isolation to reconnect to what you're, what you came here to be as a soul. You didn't come in that. Nobody came into a physical body to suffer. I believe everybody came into this physical world to experience the expressions of love and joy. I disagree with the old school where you have to suffer pain to grow. Um, 
That might be true to a small extent, but I believe ultimately we came here to experience and express our highest light. Um, that might require that we experience a little pain to recognize that's not what I want to experience anymore. Yeah, I but think um, if, we're, if we recognize the fact that our body is um, the best alarm system we ever will have, and that pain is really just like the yellow light and then the red light saying, hey, something's off. I can't tell you what, I'm just gonna tell you it is. And I think that pain becomes chronic when you ignore yourself for so long yeah. that eventually you stop trusting your body's own signals and it kind of goes into overdrive. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't need, uh, you're right about that. The body is the primary uh, red flag system that says, hey, something needs attention. You know, if you're not eating properly, you're not drinking proper water, uh, you're not exercising your body, there's certain fundamental things that if we're not doing them, the body begins to break down unnaturally. You know, um, bodies aren't meant to last forever because we'd be pretty bored in the same body forever. Um, but they are meant to last with certain quality. And again, that's, a, that's something that people can learn to do. And it doesn't have to be complicated or a regime. It can be really simple steps that anybody can learn to take. And we teach that in our, our basic program how to Wonderful. actually get rid of caffeine. It's, it's a fun thing. We love what I, we, we love what we do. Obviously. It sounds like you're, you're very, you're into what you're doing, right? You look happy mm. and um, high energy, which is amazing. So if you have, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with whoever might come across this interview? Um, I, I, personally, I, I just say, you know, learn to, let go of your fear and your anger your guilt and shame and live in love. Um, what's coming through uh, to be communicated to everybody is you are not your emotions. You are not your thoughts. You are that divine one that is meant to organize them to be pleasing to you and those around you. Learn to cultivate your awareness as love and not as the uh, conditions you were taught to think you are supposed to be expressing as step away from what you've been taught to be and be that which you are. That's beautiful. Mm. Thank you so much, William, for taking the time to meet with me today. Uh, I look forward to staying in touch and we'll make sure that all of your um, different ways that people connect, your YouTube channel, you have some Facebook groups out there. You have a website out there. Um, we'll be sure to put all that in the show notes. So if someone feels called to, to see if you can support them, they'll be able to reach you easily. Well, Jackie, it's been an honor and a privilege. And your energy has just been so soothing and calming and, and clear. And Thank I really you. respect and appreciate that. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. You too. Have a great day. Thanks, William. I will. You too, hon.